welcome to We Forgive You, the show where we formally forgive your favorite's worst films. I'm Alex Fernandez, a writer at Places. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, associate editor at Talk Film Society. Oh boy, and we got a real good episode for you guys today, because you know what? You know, you, This is a special edition of Alex and Sarah are both very grumpy at the end of the week. <laughs> I don't think we've really found the best day to record for us. It's always either right after work on a weekday and we're just kind of miserable or it's the weekend and we i mean you actively do things on the weekend i try to to be fair the one of the one of the times in which we try recording on the weekend you were like i gotta go to a korean market see ya and i was like all right well there goes that so i don't know about that listen i don't get many chances to go to like grocery stores i'm in texas okay i mean we only have like these big grocery stores there's not a lot of i have to like drive like 40 minutes north to have something other than tacos <laughs> cool no this is good i glad we, we switched from local weather to local uh this podcast is now about local food options miami does pretty well miami does miami does all right for itself i mean there's an asian market pretty close by it's next to this dim sum place that's fucking amazing i had conveyor belt sushi for the first time oh shit how was that Dude, it was so good. I don't even eat sushi, actually. Like, I, I went so my boyfriend could have some sushi. I had, um, like, crispy squid, and I had ramen. Oh, man. It was... The ramen came to me on the conveyor belt. Yeah, here's the other thing about uh, figuring out our recording schedule is that um, we need to figure out a time to record where I can eat some food before I do this show. Cause do you right think I now, ate? I haven't eaten anything. I'm starving right now. You're not better than me. We're both hungry. <clears throat> I never said... That. It's not a contest, Sarah. We're both starving ourselves. We're starving ourselves for our art. You know what I can go for right now, Sarah? Papa John's pizza? Why are you, t- why are you typing? <laughs> why are a, you typing? A good slice of pizza. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> why do you do this? You just had to look it up before we recorded. I always tell myself I'm gonna. <laughs> I always tell myself I'm gonna do it before, but but I always forget. Oh my god! But Sarah, we got a good one today. Is he okay? Look, today we're gonna take it away from the John and over to the Papa. We're gonna look over at Papa John's Pizza, the business, and steer away from the man himself, who's uh, you know he's got his website to run. He's he's working he's working hard on that HTML, so you know mm-hmm. he's he's been busy. He doesn't have time to you know cause a scandal. But Papa John's is in full fucking like <laughs> put out the fire mode. Papa John's drops the apostrophe in hopes that people will forget about its disgraced founder. Wait, does it? So has it officially dropped the apostrophe? Um, hold on. Come on. <laughs> hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it hasn't... It, the new logo is dropping the apostrophe, and now it's just going to be Papa John's. Um, they should so just... I get, okay, wait a second. What? They got it. That's still his fucking name. It's, no, but now, now it could Jesse be any... possess Now it? it could be any, 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 any father with the name John. It's Papa John's now. It's all the it's all the Papa's name John. It's like now it's made out of Papa John's. It doesn't belong to him anymore. Is what it doesn't belong to, to him. It's not yours. It's not your kingdom, Papa. It it belongs to all the Johns. They need to call it the Papas. The, the Mamas Papas. and the Papas. 
The mo- oh, what if they? Oh man, that'd be a fucking big inclusivity win. Mama and Papa John's? Are you kidding? They need to hire us. Can we reach out? Hey, uh, somebody from Papa John's, no apostrophe, reach out to us. You know, we're young, we're poor. Hire us. We'll take care yeah. of us. Yeah. And then there's the fucking great TV ads that they've been putting out on the Papa John's uh, okay. pizza shop. I have not watched a single one of these. I just keep on tagging you on them on Twitter and then, like, walking Sarah, away with my hands up. I'm just, like, Sarah, walking away, like, here you go. They're like, very fucking good. Why are you singing this to me? <laughs> it's so good. It, 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 so they're trying to, like, swing it so that, like, we've been talking about Papa all these years, but now we want to talk about the rest of the people behind the Papa John's namesake. And so, like, it's just, like, interviewing, like, franchise owners and shit. And, Are they like, all employees. named John? They're not all named John. That and doesn't that's, make any sense. And, but but, but here, here's what happens. At the end of the commercial, the Papa John's logo pops up, but... And there's a mirror, and it's you all along. You were the person of the year on Time Magazine all along. Holy shit. Well, that's very good. But See? that... All right. You know, yeah. All right. I'm drafting this email right now to... Uh, papajohns at gmail.com here's the thing i'm the ideas man you're the writer so you draft it i'll just keep on coming up with ideas Mm -hmm. we're gonna be we're gonna make millions kid we're gonna do great i'm I'm excited but but here's what the fools at papa johns came up with at the end of the commercial it cuts to like every single individual uh interviewee and it puts their name in the logo instead so it's not papa johns it's fucking Papa Trevor. It's Papa Clyde. It's fucking Papa Papa Donnie. It 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 literally flashes like a half dozen names. Papa Donnie. That's not funny. What? Why is that? What do you mean? Our president is named Donnie. Excuse me. Donnie can also be short for Donatello, the smart <laughs> Ninja Turtle. Please. Donnie. Donatello? If our nation cannot recognize Donatello, then we have problems. Do you think people will name their child Donald after this? Oh, yikes. <laughs> Do you think there'll be like an, a, 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 re, a resurgence of Donalds? There's still some good Donalds. Hold on. We still got Donald Glover. Oh, man. Why did you just connect that for me? Yeah, but that's the thing. You have to, you, have to, you know... We need good Donald. All right. Well, you know what? Googling Donald good Doc. Donald. Good, good Donald is not a good search result. Um, <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> Trump tells Hurricane Florence survivor to have a good time. Trump. Trump just Google Trump was right next. <laughs> nope. Not doing that one. Not, <laughs> not falling for the old Sarah trick. The old Sarah trick where you mess up your Google history where for you a just very long ab- time. Just blast your fucking Google history forever. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. Papa John's, no apostrophe. Still a pizza place. I will not eat at because I don't care about it. It's gross. It's pretty gross. I want more Papa John's shenanigans. Like, yeah. I don't want want your nasty-ass pizza. I don't want that fucking limp dick pepper you put in your fucking pizza boxes every time. Like, what is that for? Damn, limp dick pepper is my porn name. (laughs) Let's talk about this movie. This movie? Hey, you know what's the most fun thing to do in 2018 online? What? Talk about Star Wars. No. Everybody just loves talking about Star Wars. I just love, I love these boys and their big old glow sticks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you, do you like Star Wars? You like Star Wars, right? I love Star Wars, dude. We got, we got that big dog yeah, that's got cool. like a vest on. 
We got we got fucking that have a robot. Vest on. Wait, a, shut shut this down. We got he he's a got vest on. He has like a, a sash. Bullet. It's like a sash that's it's like, like a, a, a bullet, bullet a belt of bullet things. Yeah. A bullet belt thing. Wow, we really know the shit about guns. <laughs> yeah, bullet belt. <laughs> God, we suck. Um yeah, he's cool. He's a guy. They got that little Yoda dude. Oh, I love that yogurt. <laughs> That's not mine. That's a Spaceballs joke. I know. <laughs> I actually watched Spaceballs. I get this reference now. I love that little yogurt. Oh, oh he's so funny. <laughs> I think my major issue with Star Wars is that, I, especially with these films, I just can't keep up. I kind of know where the plot is going, but I am not going to sit here on this podcast and pretend that I even know half the people's names. I do not know Liam Neeson's character's name in this movie. I just watched it 30 minutes ago. I could not tell you what his name is. In all seriousness, I like Star Wars. I think Star Wars is pretty fucking great, but I feel like the more I like the Star Wars movies that are coming out, the less I like hearing, seeing, and talking about Star Wars. Because when the Star Wars movies were bad, it was, it's fine. I, like, I didn't have to talk about it with anybody. Nobody was getting angry. Like, like fans were getting angry, sure, but, like, you just didn't associate with those people, and those people weren't in your life. And now it's 2018, and I love the Star Wars movies that are coming out, but fuck me, I do not want to even express an opinion about a single Star Wars <laughs> just in case some idiot nerd decides to come up and fucking start throwing bile at me i'm nervous about this whole like nerd suck backlash i i don't know if it's right i mean like i i've always considered myself like a nerd from the very beginning and to be like now kind of bunched in with a bunch of like dude bros who they always existed but like they always sucked, too. There's a whole other side of the community that that's way more inclusive than that. And has or- Either way, yeah, I like Star Wars. I like the older films. I like the newer films. I'm not going to pretend that I know every single detail, and I'm not, I don't think I could talk about the prequels to the extent that another podcast could. Basically, I'm, I watched it and I thought to myself, I don't want to mock this movie for an entire podcast because I'm not as funny as the people who have already been doing it for the last 20 years. And I also don't want to pretend that I know why, like, points of the plot sucked. Uh, we could dissect this and be like, oh, why did Anakin do that? That was so stupid. I don't think it's going to get us anywhere. I think for the most part, we were too harsh on this film when it came out, but it's not that great of a film. There's a a lot of things that made sense for the time, why they would have a character like Jar Jar, why they would make certain, like, have Anakin as a child. Like, oh, don't you want to see Darth Vader grow up? Maybe not, but they didn't know that, and they were just trying to make a decision. (laughs) So there were mistakes made, but for the most part, this movie is not terrible. I mean, I've watched Jupiter Ascending recently. This movie, to me, is, like, on par with Jupiter Ascending. It's long. There's a lot of lore stuff going on. It's kind of messy, but overall, there's a lot of cool action, and I enjoy it. So, well, first of all, uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. We're talking about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom <laughs> Menace, just in case you couldn't get that from all the good context clues about a little baby Anakin and, and, you know, all that fun stuff. But, yeah, like, I don't want to just, like, talk down this movie the same way that, like, literally every other person on the internet has. Like, I enjoy Star Wars. I've watched all the movies. I've 
played a bunch of games. I, you know, did a little bit of Star Wars reading as a kid. So, uh, I'm a fan, but I'm also not, like, super into the lore. Like, you know, like, I, the, the time for me to be obsessed about lore has passed in my life. Like, I just don't have time to cling on to details like that anymore. So, like, just talking about The Phantom Menace, like, as a self-contained film, as, like, just, like, the idea uh, of a new Star Wars movie back at this point in time... It's interesting just to think about it. You're saying exactly what I was thinking. The fact that, yeah, we just have to kind of take this as... We're trying to remember what it was like. I mean, I was... I think I was a little bit old enough to try to remember when this movie came out. I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters. And just trying to be, remember how excited, like, my father was, even though he's not really a big nerd. Like, he, he had us watch the original Star Wars trilogy pretty often. And I, he liked it. I mean, my dad's always liked, you know, big action films. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, like normal people liked these movies for a little bit. They might have found parts of it corny, but they didn't write whole reviews about it. We ha- we often like uh, insulate ourselves in like circles in which like people really sway like the the general consensus of films to make it seem like everybody hated it or everybody loved it, uh, which is something that ha- seems to be a particular trend with Star Wars movies. But... A lot of people I know like these movies and, like, think about them uncritically and just enjoyed them, you know? Like, mm-hmm. my dad enjoyed it. My dad enjoyed taking me to see this film because he he felt like he had some knowledge of it that I didn't as a kid who, you know, like, just really didn't grasp all the Star Wars movies at that point in time. And it's not like the things are entirely irredeemable, especially at this point in the franchise. Um, I think this is the most interesting, if not the most successful of all the prequels. I think this is the movie that was the most far away from Star Wars a Star Wars film has ever dared to go. And I think the failure of this movie, at least critically, if not commercially, kind of ensured that all Star Wars that we will ever get from this point forward are all going to be very much the same type of Star Wars. Yeah, they they very much cling to this like plot structure <clears throat> that they tried to not cling to with the well with the beginning of this trilogy. It almost seems like George Lucas was trying to do something very very different. But as you see in the new trilogy, like it so closely follows the plot structure of the original trilogy. And not even just the structure, but the character archetypes, the the aesthetics, the the style of it all. Like the Last Jedi took some deviations, but the look of it is so unmistakably Star Wars in the way that we have come to know it now. And I think there was a point in time where the look and feel of a Star Wars movie was up for grabs, and Phantom Menace had a shot at changing what we thought Star Wars was in a huge way. And the fact that it failed although somewhat deserved. It's kind of disappointing because it it really set in stone what Star Wars is and isn't. And the two following prequels are way more Star Wars in the typical way. And the new trilogy is absolutely just dead set on brand consistency and is not set to deviate from the trajectory of the original trilogy. And now there's just so much pressure, too. Like, you cannot have a subpar Star Wars film anymore. I mean, I just see, look at the critical, like, response to Solo. Like, that, I, I have not seen Solo, but have you? <clears throat> yeah, I saw it. So, would you say Solo is better than any of the prequels? Yeah, definitely. Yet, it did, f- like, poorly box office-wise, 
and like critically kind of mediocre. Yeah. And like, there's obviously a lot of factors that factor into that. And like, it, it, it stems from like the fact that a Star Wars movie has to meet these criteria otherwise the fans will revolt and will disown it i i don't i can't think of a fan base that has strong armed a property as much as star wars fans seem to have done with this franchise and it's just kind of a bummer i wish this whole franchise could go more places but i know as well as the people making these films that they can't because they have such high expectations to meet by everybody i mean in the end though I, I don't know how heartbroken I am. You know, like I said, I am a fan, but I'm always happy to have more original stories come out rather than more and more exploration. And I say that as someone who is in love with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm getting to this point where I've watched what happened with Harry Potter now. I'm watched what happened with Star Wars and I'm like, okay, let's just stop these franchises. They have enough movies. Let's... Let's take a break. We can revisit it later. Yeah. That's how I feel these days. I mean, we're talking about, like, the exhaustion of having to hear so much about these Star Wars films. That's how I feel about Harry Potter tenfold. Yeah. I I think... And that's such a bummer, too, in in that, like, I think Harry Potter and and at least the movies have a better batting average than probably Star Wars does, considering the prequels and all that. But I don't want to fucking hear about that franchise either, you know? And and Fantastic Beast, like, oh, please don't don't even bring it up to me. That's our next movie. Oh my God, please don't! <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, and I really just don't need an really? excuse to see you it. You didn't watch it at all. No, I just was not interested. I don't want to get it too off topic. Fantastic Beast is terrible. I went with about thirty people, and they all enjoyed it except for me. And I was so disappointed that now I feel like very withdrawn from the whole community because I'm just. I thought it was really bad, and I was surprised how many people liked it. I thought I would like the main character a lot, too, and I just... That made it even worse. I didn't like... Um, you, d- you didn't like Newt Salamander? I didn't like Newt Salamander. I like that guy better in Jupiter Ascending. But, fu- but, but Ed- Eddie Redmayne and, and, <laughs> his, like, fun, oh, and his fun uh, suitcase of tricks. No. He's he's weirdly... He, he, it's all wrong. Like, they made him antisocial to the point that I wish they'd just addressed the fact that he was antisocial, but they'd rather not, because that leads into, like, deeper conversations. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this movie. It's hard. This podcast is a little difficult, because I think everybody assumes we are forgiving them for being bad, or, like, trying to make a case that they're not bad. This movie is bad. Yeah. And, and and like that that is actually one thing I'm glad you brought it up. That's one thing that I was kind of thinking about doing with this episode, sort of like recapping. Like we've pretty much forgiven every movie that we've featured on the podcast so far, and and I just wanted to like set the precedent that that's not always going to be the case. And I'm not sure where we're going to net out at the end of our conversation here, but you know, like there may be a, a day where we don't forgive a movie. And we may not forgive the people responsible for it. Well, there's layers to it, too. I mean, like, I think it's important that we don't treat the cast like it's their fault that that these prequels were bad. Absolutely. And, like, what a talented cast it is, you know. And it sucks to to see them suffocated by a work. So, you know, it's really unfortunate seeing them get, like, the receiving end of any kind of criticism when you know that they weren't given the material and the direction needed to succeed. 
But if we're going to talk about not forgiving someone, I'm definitely one of those people that believe that George Lucas's treatment of his own property was like a mess. And I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with it. I'm very happy it was taken away from him. Taken away, he was paid very well. Everybody. Yeah, he's okay. He's gonna be fine, okay? We didn't steal the white man's ideas, okay? Yeah. We gave him some money. He's He can have a lot of Chinese takeout now. He's gonna be fine. But this kind of leads to the only thing that I am excited for when it comes to Star Wars, and this idea of balance with within the Force. It, and it reminds me kind of like the fact that everybody was kind of confused. Everybody's really confused what the Force is. There's so many, these little midichlorians in this film. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to pick on it too bad. But the fact that Anakin is like the beginning of creating a balance because there's no Sith at this point is really interesting to me. And I do like that. And I like that the newer films are working on this concept of you don't have to be all the way good and all the way bad. Yeah, and that then that's that that sort of highlights like the trouble with the prequels and why some of the sequels are more successful is that the prequels go ahead and explain things in all the wrong ways and pretty much uh fill in the gaps that you didn't really need to have filled, you know? Like yeah, it would be cool to know more insights on the Force, but you don't need, like, the mechanical scientific detail about it. Don't ruin the magic of it. Just sort of like, illuminate uh, how it works to people and not necessarily, uh, you know, give us a textbook definition of it. Yeah, it's almost like if J.K. Rowling went back... I'm going to keep on using Harry Potter analogies. J.K. Rowling made another series. It's Harry Potter's dad, and it explains how magic came to be and how it works that's the full title scientifically. huh yeah okay that's very good that that's almost as bad as fantastic beast the crimes of Grind- grindle oh uh, fuck. jesus christ okay let's stop talking about harry potter um <laughs> but yeah uh th- this movie and you know what there's things that i do like about this movie i really like the art direction for a lot of the the vehicle designs absolutely the 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 planets themselves the vehicles the characters the cgi is really good but cgi in star wars doesn't work very well and it's better as a practical effects kind like focused franchise and that is why i'm so happy the prequels bombed because then we got practical effects again i mean we don't it's not all practical effects but it looks a lot better so thank you the CGI doesn't hold up as well as, like, one might hope. And and see, like, whenever there's just CG characters on the screen and, like, actual characters in the background, like, it looks a little bit rough. But, I mean, I've seen films that came out this last two years that look just as bad. So it's not, like, unwatchable. It's not. It's actually it's still pretty good. Yeah. Like, the, the I, I think the problem's not in the art direction. I don't think it's in, like, the special effects. I think they're good i just think so much of it comes down just to the 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 writing of it i i think there's zero tension throughout almost the entirety of this movie because your two protagonists are fucking invincible and don't seem to even care about what's going on qui-gon jinn and obi-wan are fucking and and it's it's something that didn't really click as much until i saw it now as an adult is just how every scene in the movie involves qui-gon and obi-wan just fucking winging it and not really caring oh man did you see when they like force ran away from those 
I was I had no idea. I don't know how I missed that as a child. I didn't realize that Jedi could just fucking straight up Naruto run through the (laughs) halls. It was my first time seeing it, and I was like, "What? They ran that quick?" I I played that clip over again like twice. I was like, "How? How?" It was amazing. I really liked that. I thought, yeah. Also, these prequels brought in like a lot, a lot more like unique force powers, like the force push and all this stuff. Like we didn't have this much i don't know what the word is but like they got new they got new uh they got moves. new moves they got new yeah. pokemon moves and it was pretty cool there's a lot of cool stuff in this it is the writing it's the writing and some major choices that were just a mistake like jar jar was a mistake it's not the actor's fault it's not the design fault it's just it, he wasn't not a good character to be added in and i'm sure that made sense for the the late 90s early 2000s but it but it didn't make sense when it came out, actually. It maybe made sense from, like, a, like, let's make some money. Yeah, it made sense from a merchandising standpoint, but it's just not the right call for the film. And it it, it shows now more than ever. It's and, bad. And I, don't, and I don't get mad at it the way that, I, that like, other people do, but it's, it is just, like, impeding my enjoyment of the film. And there is things to be enjoyed. Like I said, the art direction is pretty fantastic. I love the way everything looks, um, even if I don't like the way that it's shot. The music. The music is so good. The music is actually really, really good. The music's fantastic, and I wish that energy carried over to the camera work in the film, because I think for the most part, this movie is shot in that George Lucas dull flat manner i've never been very good at picking up on that like picking up on how cinematography is it's something like good cinematography is something that like is just like to be reveled in and adored and and i i think that the the style of cinematography isn't too much of a downgrade from what you would get in the original star wars but um i do think the original star wars is better served by having a bit more of a static camera that's a little bit zoomed back because it's just especially considering the time the original star wars is such a crazy revelation in terms of like world building and creature design and just the overall look of it is so staggering that that it makes sense that you want the camera to almost be a bit more stable a bit more objective but this is like the fourth star wars movie and also like the one millionth piece of star wars media even at the time there was already so many books and comics and games that already showed us what star wars looks like and we've already had so many sci-fi franchises so i think the camera work really needed to step up and there are some really nice shots in this movie but i think overall the movie has so many dull looking scenes for a movie that is so staggeringly beautiful when it comes down to it, but just isn't a very engaging in its cinematography. There were a lot of environment shots, city shots that were gorgeous, and I was like, wow, this is actually a really pretty film. And even when I first started watching it, and we were about like 10 minutes in, I'm like, I actually like this movie so far. And then about 11 minutes and 5 seconds, Jar Jar showed up, and I was like, oh, I don't like this movie. I I forgot. (laughs) I forgot that I hate this movie. Um, But I mean, overall, the the pacing was not as bad as I remember. The music is really good. It is very, a lot of it is very pretty. Most Mm. of the main characters are not annoying. I will be inserting a clip of Anakin going yippee into this podcast. Now, this is pod racing. 
It's Anakin not Anakin says as he fucking blows it's... up a ship full of people. Okay, we literally said we weren't going to pick on Anakin. No, I don't want to. I don't want to kick. I don't, don't want to pick on his performance. I don't want to pick on Jake Lloyd. Like, no, I think that thing was blown way too far small. out of proportion. But but that is just like a fun line for a child to say as he blows up a the ship. The memes are not separate from the film for me like i didn't even get that invested in the whole like prequel memes thing but i will see or hear something and then i'll laugh because i remember the joke and now i can't watch the film without doing that like that yippee i didn't even remember that and then as soon as it happened the first time i was like oh this is like a sound clip i've heard and then it happened again i was like god damn it <laughs> i wouldn't have even noticed this if someone hadn't like pinpointed it out and played it over and over again i mean they had to do something with these films to enjoy them again i'm not upset with that situation i think yeah we obviously went a little too far with the treatment of the actors but that wasn't that that's the same crowd that's fucking it up right now you know and, and it's a shame that like i, I don't know what it is but we just didn't catch on to it then and i think there has to be like a discussion about like uh the quality of a film you know and the defense of its actors just because the last jedi is considered to be very good by a lot of people and now people are coming to the defense of its actors whereas because the prequels were bad people felt okay in you know basically just grilling the actors of the film like 24 7 I mean, have you seen Hayden Christensen? He's been through too much, y'all. He's seen so much. Yeah, go watch Little Italy. He's in that. (laughs) The trailer played for it at my gym, and I was like, oh, good for him. Oh, good for him. He also did Jumper, and I like Jumper. Jumper's okay. And he still looked, like, you know, alive then, so that was good. Yeah, it looked like I could see where his eyes were. Now now they're in an abyss. He's, yeah, he's a little little sad looking right now. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna make him some soup. We'll make that guy some soup. It's unfortunate, and I feel like a lot of people have limited what Star Wars can be after this. And, like, uh, there's there's valid arguments for it not being in this film. I get why people didn't want the politics that were in Phantom Menace, because they're, like, really basic concepts terribly presented, and just really do not complement the action. I really think the politics would do a lot better now if it came out now. I think they just need to be better executed. Like, I, I, I just think it all of it comes down to the execution. I don't think the subject matter is necessarily wrong for the franchise, but I appreciate the ambition and I appreciate, like, deviating from the norm for Star Wars. But I do think, like, the Trade Federation and and the people of Naboo suffering does not does not play here at all. I think Naboo's a non-presence, and I think that's one of the movie's biggest failings. It's empty. That whole city is empty. It's been it's empty in there. every single scene except for the very end and it still feels empty then. It's just it's just not done well. I mean, let's think about one of the scenes in what? Force Awakens where they shoot and they they destroy like multiple planets. You see every single person there and it's just like a it's a, it's only like a minute scene and you see planets of people die and I felt more during that. I even felt more during Alderaan even though we didn't see much of it than I did with Naboo. Yeah, like at- and that's the thing, like, the, the destruction of Alderaan in A New Hope is, like, a really effective scene, even though you don't see the individuals that, like, are lost in, uh, due to the, the destruction of the planet. Just seeing Leia's reaction is more than enough to understand, like, the weight of the tragedy. But there's no, there's no, 
demonstrable moment in this movie that would show that to you. You don't see the people in Naboo suffering. You're just told it constantly. And it just gets more annoying every time. Because you know what? Every time you're being told is a moment in which you could have actually been shown this and felt something for the conflict. It was not written as well as it should have been for a property that was so idolized. And that's that's the problem. And I, I'm not going to forgive it for that. I think that's a problem. I I think we really need to let go of like how we treat actors for roles that they choose. But that depends. I mean, that is a, a loaded statement because, I mean, let's talk about Scarlett Johansson choosing a role that's obviously not her race. Absolutely. Like, I, I think that's different. I think, like, uh, like you know, like, actors actors should you know like expect to to receive some flack for choosing roles that uh you know uh erase people of color and other minorities um and but i also don't think that actors should receive any kind of criticism just because the movie they're in is bad and they weren't performing excellently because of it i I think i think we can can discern the difference and you know like just behave better and be better fans of the media that we consume. Absolutely. And I mean, if, if members of the fandom are being shitty, the bigger question is, do we remove ourselves from the fandom and like t- tell the fans and basically act like the fandom is toxic? Or do we stay in the fandom and try to make it better? That's like such a big question. I don't even know how to begin to answer it. But I think that's the main issue that we're seeing with all this like nerd culture right now. And I think that's part and parcel why... It- Phantom Menace is so difficult to reconcile as a individual film because in many ways it feels like the start of toxic fan culture. I feel like this this was the entryway for this kind of toxicity to make its way and and thrive uh, unquestioned and just absolutely encouraged. I mean, I mean, I would also say this is the beginning of internet forum culture and that is 100% tied in with this type of treatment of film. As much as I love film Twitter, you're all a mess and I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you so much, but I love you. You're great. You're the only place I am on the internet, but also it's totally your fault. (laughs) I don't forgive film Twitter. No, we we, we won't. Um, film Twitter, that'll be a different episode. We'll, we'll cover you guys next. <laughs> I'm happy to have a serious episode with a little bit of Papa John yolks. Yeah, we got a little Papa in there. Even when we get real serious and kind of grumpy, you, you can always expect a little bit of Papa in your podcast. We're officially <laughs> changing our name to the game. Oh, no, the film grumps. Film, film grumps. grumps. You want to do a little intro real quick? Hold on. Uh, okay. <clears throat> hey, I'm Grump. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> You're on your own. I was going to go, I was ready to go with you till the end, and then you did a voice, and I was like, oh, God, no. No. I have, I have a, you know, a reputation. Can't be making weird. Hey, remember when, when Liam Neeson separated that mother from her child and just kind of just took him, <laughs> like, didn't even ask? She's like, this is my what's kid up, now. See ya. What's up with uh? What's up with her accent? Like, what is she supposed to? What? Yeah, what's right. I, I didn't. I was like, who are you, and why do you? Why are you like this? She's still the way? best actress in like that whole portion of the film. Are you? No, no. I will mm-hmm. not accept that. Are you kidding me, Watto? Listen, actually, I'm happy you brought up Watto. A N E. Oh my god, I had a stuffed <laughs> Watto doll growing up. Are you shitting me? I'm not shitting you. 
Oh my, my I think God. my mom bought it or we won it at like the Jersey Shore or something like that. And I, I it was in like with my other dolls for at least a decade. So you see, this is why I love this podcast. I had like a Burger King Padme cup, like something like that. Don't you feel bad for us? Like we got the shitty Star Wars films. No, younger we're kids fine. got good ones. Our parents we still got, got the good ones. ones. They're still there. We saw yeah, them. Yeah, it's not the same though. We were supposed to be like ten. Yeah, that's whatever. We're okay. We got a bunch of movies. There's so many movies. We're never gonna watch all the movies anymore because there's just so many. This is why we're fucked up. We're fucked up because we got the shitty Star Wars films. Millennials are a mess. Only '90s kids remember the eternal torment of the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> this is uh, our latest episode of Film Grumps. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, hey, Sarah, do we forgive this movie? I basically have to create, like, a Google sheet and, like, choose by subject, like, who I forgive and who I don't. It's a mixed bag. I can't make a decision on this. George Lucas was wrong. Okay. I, I think that's a, that's a safe place to net out. The only thing I will say is that I appreciate the ambition. I appreciate the the willingness to deviate from the formula. But its failure also ensured that this would never happen again. And even if I might be able to forgive this film, I certainly cannot forgive the ones that come next. But we'll have that conversation when we get there. Are we going to get there? Are we going to watch the rest of the Star Wars prequels? Jesus. We probably I think that'll that'll be up to the audience. Here's a call to action. Here's a call to action, everybody. (laughs) Do you want us to to watch the other Star Wars prequels and talk about them and get real mad? No. They don't want to. After they listen to this, they're going to be like, there were no jokes. They were just miserable because they're depressed about the overall problems with the Star Wars community. We're never going to make them watch this again. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed like 40 minutes of Star <laughs> Wars discourse. I'm glad you were able to join in on this. Um, hope it wasn't too problematic for you. And um, I'm going to send this Jar Jar Binks mask that I found on eBay to Papa John, see if uh, it'll help him feel better. Anything will help at this point. Yeah, he's scrambling. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, <laughs> this has been We Forgive You, Star Wars, Episode 1. Next episode, we need something that's going to liven our spirits. If you have a recommendation that it is a film that we're going to be excited to see, hope maybe something we've never seen before, that would be a great idea. That's what we need next. Do you want to just watch Batman and Robin again? Let's just watch Batman and Robin again. Yeah, let's do that. Fuck yeah. We Hell loved yeah. Batman and Robin. It was Sh- the best. Yeah. All right, let's do that. All right, I'm hyped. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Internal pressure is five Gs.